Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.ag. And for this week only, get a 110% sign-on bonus. 110% of your initial deposit by using code NEXTROUND. That's MyBookie.ag, code NEXTROUND. Jim Dunaway, Lance Taylor, Ryan Brown, and Rockstar. Live from the Birmingham Racecourse Casino Studios, the next round, presented by Bud Light, is on now. Live show now on a Monday. We're all here, ready to go, and get ready on Super Bowl week. It was a super weekend in basketball. Auburn proves it can win on the road. Alabama dominates at home. We had all those top ten battles. Uh, we'll get to those results coming up. A lot of college football to get to as we get to the final part of the signing period, which is coming up on Wednesday. We're 201 days away from week zero. But it's Super Bowl week, and we're heading out. We're not heading out, to, but the football world is heading to Las Vegas. And a lot of them arrived yesterday when the teams got into town. Uh, you ready for the Super Bowl? Uh, yeah, I guess. You know, it's one of those things. I mean, look, I love the Super Bowl. I love the NFL. I mean, the NFL and college football, one, two, whatever direction you want to put them in. But again, these are products we've seen. Uh, the Kansas City thing just drives me insane. Uh, I give them a ton of credit because to be able to get to four Super Bowls in six years is a crazy accomplishment. Hard to believe a great organization like San Francisco has not won a Super Bowl in 30 years. But, look, we're diehard fans of our teams, and when your team has a really good year and they're not there, you feel a little short. I'm sure Alabama fans have felt this over the last couple of years, not winning a national championship. But, all in all, I'll be excited about Sunday. We'll put some boards together. I started looking at some props this morning, and um, I'll probably be – even if I've – I don't know if this makes sense to you guys. Even if I give out Kansas City, Uh I'll be pulling against them. Yeah. Can I I just say right off the bat – Sure, Jim. You know, we don't we don't pre-rehearse. We don't tell each other what we're going to talk about on the show today. I've got a running list over here, uh, and I always feel like I try to you know try to get you guys some really short passes early on to get you into the game and going. And and um, I was thinking to myself, well, you know, we're going to, we're going to talk a lot of basketball here today. Uh, it's Super Bowl week. I, I felt like I would get get LT that first little pass, get him a little four cut in there. He'll catch that first pass, maybe get us a first down and and run in. Because Super Bowl NFL, I thought it would be an easy catch and maybe even a scoring play for him. And he gives me a, yeah, I don't know about the Super Bowl. So is that a fumble? I do it behind him. I'd be much more excited if this was Detroit and Baltimore. I don't know about you guys. I mean, we've seen these brands a lot. Do you agree? No, I, I yeah, I would like – I, I don't really care who the AFC is. It's not Miami, so I don't, and it's not Buffalo. So, those, but you don't want to see KC again, do you? It doesn't really matter to me. I, I don't. I, I respect. I respect dynasties, bad yeah. word, or brand names playing. It doesn't always have, always have to be Cinderellas. Um, but I was thinking in the shower this morning. Who am I cheering for in this game? And I don't guess I'm it's really cheering for, for anybody. Yeah. No, I, the only one I really wanted to see was Detroit, just because they've never done it, Lance. Like right. out of the AFC, I didn't care if it was it was Kansas City or Baltimore. Um, neither one of those are like Cinderella stories. They've both been around. So that one, yeah, the, the AFC doesn't really bother me. If it's not Miami, I just don't want it to be Buffalo. Yeah. So that's that's well, my, you don't have to worry about that ever. Uh, yeah. But my whole thing I don't have to worry is about Miami or Buffalo. Buffalo, Buffalo. Oh, okay, well, either really. Wow. Uh, I mean, ever? well, I mean, I mean, just talking about 
I mean, if you look at the the history of the last, I don't know, 25, 30 years, you don't really have to worry about either one. No, no. I, I, well, usually, all that, so this is like the New England Patriots again. Usually I go into this game and I'm cheering for somebody. Like if it's the Patriots there, I'm usually cheering for the other team yeah. to beat the Patriots. But in this situation, I don't really know who I'm cheering for. It just one. doesn't bother me. I mean, you're obviously bothered by a team being you know continuously great. That's just never really bothered me. No, I just I don't like the team at all. Like they 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 wear me out the further they get. Like when they were first there, they really bother me. Yeah, and this is kind of like I told you guys forever ago when we started doing radio together. I was like, people are going to get sick of this Golden State team. Yeah, people are. Steph Curry is liked as he is is going to be disliked because this team is going to get better and better, and they're going to win multiple national or multiple NBA finals, which they ultimately did, and that's what you're seeing with Kansas City. I think there is Kansas City fatigue, and you just said you got used to pulling against New England. I don't know what the difference is in Kansas City and New England. Oh, there is none right now. Except this team is much more obnoxious. Uh, Mahomes, by the way, on that comparison, if he wins, that's three Super Bowls in six years, matching what Brady did three in his first six years. I read a really interesting story this morning in The Athletic about it being compared to when Tiger won his first few majors compared to chasing Jack Nicholas, Mahomes' career, if he wins on Sunday, will be compared to chasing Brady and his ability to catch or pass Brady with Super Bowl wins, what yeah. Tiger was at a certain point chasing Jack for the rest of his career. It's weird, though. We do end up hating greatness. He just mentioned Golden no. State, the Patriots, yeah. Kansas City. A- the, Alabama, Nick Saban. Yeah. No, yeah. society ends up hating greatness. They, yep. I, I, don't, I don't know if it's people just want to see fresh blood. I don't know what it is. We love you, cheering for underdogs. You end up hating greatness. You do. Yeah. And, and, and Unless it's your greatness. Well, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if trust me. You could hate on Miami all you wanted if they've won as much as Kansas City had. It wouldn't bother me one bit. Oh, no. Like, uh, you know, back being a diehard Lakers fan, I was telling Maddie a couple of weeks ago, I was like, I used to like the – it was when we went to the Lakers game last Tuesday. I almost liked the Lakers as much as the Rams at one particular point in my life. Yeah. But two different three-peats never bothered me. Yeah, no, of course cared. it didn't. But everybody yeah. hated the Lakers. Remember, yeah. Everybody hated the Lakers. Everybody hated Alabama when they were doing this under Nick Saban, too. And, you know, there will be some people now that will start hating – Georgia, maybe, if Georgia keeps winning. I don't know. Let's see what happens in this 12-team playoff. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, if Georgia wins, if they reel off something like Alabama did, say Georgia wins three of the next six or something like that, yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll start – they'll find ways to hate Kirby. They'll find ways to hate, you know, whoever their stud player is. It's a little less in college football because the player cycles. So yeah, quickly, right. right. Look, and back to the original point with Kansas City, you know, Clay said this last week, and everybody that's talking about – Mahomes is going to be better than Tom Brady. Let's see over the over the career. Right now, I would say through you know his first six seasons, Mahomes is better. But Tom Brady to be able to go nine years yeah. with that Super Bowl championship and come back and win multiple ones. And this morning, when I was on the Peloton, I was watching the final drive of the Patriots in Super Bowl Fifty One against the Falcons. I still cannot believe they took that game to overtime. Their longest drive of the season was the final drive in regulation, 91 yards <laughs> against the Falcons. So I watched that final drive in overtime today, and uh, for them to be able to come back, I think that's what drove people crazy. Like the, the Edelman reception was on that final drive. Now you couldn't kill him. That's yeah, what drove them crazy. You couldn't. you couldn't kill him. Yeah. 
And then there were the Unless Falcons. Unless you were Eli Manning and the Giants. Yeah, that was the weird thing. Yeah, like they had the kryptonite. And, and you know, I hate to bring this up for Scott, but... And thank I mean, God they did. Can you imagine how many they would have oh, without Eli? Uh, I hate to bring that up for Scott, but, I mean, you know, especially when you go back and realize all the Falcons had to do was take knees for the second half and they win the game. Well, you know, I was thinking oh, about Scott. All they had to do. It's funny you bring him up because I was thinking about Scott. So that was 2016, that season, when Matt Ryan wins an MVP. And Joe Buck was saying, here comes the highest-powered offense in the NFL with like 43 seconds of regulation. I was like, boy, things have flipped quickly for Atlanta. When you had the the number one offense in the NFL in the Super Bowl, That's right. right, and now you've got Desmond Ritter as your starting quarterback. I mean, Matt Ryan to Julio Jones is a pretty lethal combo. Yeah. Back in the day. Really was. State and Chief uh, checking in early. Really want the 49ers to get over the hump. This is their last chance with their personnel Probably. defensively. Uh, that window will close quickly. McCaffrey's contract looks very different. I doubt he can play a whole other year healthy again. His his history says he can't do that. Well, Kittle's getting old. Debo's getting older. Yeah. McCaffrey's getting old. I mean, this this does seem like a moment in time that you finally get back there. You had your fingers around the Lombardi just a few years ago against Kansas City up 10 with three and a half minutes to go, and you blow that game. Yeah, so a good point by him there as we get going in the chat room over there. Uh, morning to you, Smuff, and everybody else who's chat- checking in. Uh, remember, thumbs up, like, and subscribe wherever you are. Uh, let's jump into basketball. Uh, and, and sorry, I meant to I meant to catch it cleanly. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just trying to be honest with you. I threw it behind you. I threw yeah. it behind first you. Quarter, first honest. quarter, yeah. we got a whole game, man. Let's My, go. Michelson Laser Vision gets us into our basketball conversation. Hey, pre-inflation price. Pricing right now from our friends at Michelson Laser Vision. Really simple. Write this number down. If you've been thinking about LASIK, finding out if it's right for you, 205-969-8100, the number that I called over two decades ago. Ask for Amy. Ask her about the pre-inflation pricing. She's going to hook you up with a hassle-free consultation. You have zero to lose to find out if LASIK is right for you. Again, I went in 20 years ago. I had the 2200 vision. I was legally blind without the aid of contacts. After the procedure, which only took 12 minutes for both eyes, 2015 vision better than 2020. Make the phone call that I made, 205-969-8100 or michelsonlaservision.com. Alabama and Auburn play 6 o'clock Wednesday on uh, the radio networks and ESPN2. Uh, they both get wins on Saturday. We'll start with Auburn getting that much-needed road win, 91-77. Bruce Pearl just simply says it like it is about their win in Oxford. That's the best one of the year you know, for us. Um, to come into this building um, with this incredible fan base uh, at Ole Miss. We talked about if we are really going to think about having a chance to compete for the conference championship, really, then we got to win one of these, like one that nobody else is going to win. Like, I don't think anybody else is going to come in here and win. Maybe, maybe. I'm not sure who they have here. The next game's at home, but, you know, one of the top three or four teams. So this was a separator for us, and something obviously going to give our kids some confidence as we, what we play Alabama at home on Wednesday, and then we got to play go to Florida. So it's not going to get easy. We're going to take it one at a time. But this was an important one. It was an important one for them, Brownie, because they had not proven yet they could go on the road and beat a team um, of Ole Miss's caliber. But he will have opportunities down the road to win better road games. Well, a lot of things. Uh, number one, they had not proven they could go on the road and win a game against a good team, like you said. Arkansas was their road win, and we have seen now Arkansas's not very good. At the time, that looked like a tremendous win for Auburn. I mean, they won that game going away. Maybe that should have been a, a sign to us Arkansas wasn't what we thought they were. But then, you know, the time 
uh, the opportunity to get a quad one win. Another thing they have not done, and it was just kind of that millstone around their neck. Everybody kept pointing out Auburn doesn't have a quad one win. They finally checked that box with Ole Miss right now, I think 58th. So well inside the quad one win uh, category for them. So two big check boxes. And then to do it, Lance, in the nature they did it, where at halftime it looked like same old road Auburn. Oh, look, uh, yeah, down nine at half. They were 0-4 against quad ones. Um, they end up getting the quad one, as you say. But the way they played in the second half, to outscore Ole Miss on the road 56-33, they were 22 of 30 from the field. I mean, that looked like a team that could win a national championship in the second half. Yeah, but that first half, they're down nine, and Janai Broom has zero. Uh, he's playing okay defensively, but he still had zero. I was yeah. like, I mean, what's wrong? Yeah, but but became kind of that closer down the stretch. And the, the Chad Baker-Mazzara dunk, right at the – where they had to review it to see if the shot clock had gone off. I mean, that is one of those plays that uh, – I don't know. You just saw – Auburn completely in control down the stretch in a hostile environment, a place that Ole Miss hadn't lost the entire year. I'm not entirely sure where they ended up in the second half. With about two minutes to go when it got into garbage time, Auburn was shooting 74% from the field in the second half. Yeah, crazy, right? Uh, 74%, it's nuts. And then when you find out post game from Jalen Williams in that interview that halftime was Chad Baker-Mazzara clearing out the locker room of the managers and the coaches and basically lighting up his teammates, then you know it adds another layer to this story, right? And it just I think it shows you how this team understood the gravity of this moment. They knew the narrative. They knew they didn't have a quad one win. They knew that people were doubting they could win games on the road consistently. And they did something about it. I mean, if you're an Auburn fan, you got to love the way that played out, just every single thing about it. Yeah, and uh, if I'm correct about this, Auburn now uh, number five in the Ken Palm. Last I checked with that, so that sounds about right. Houston, Purdue, UConn, Arizona, Auburn, Tennessee, Alabama in the Ken Palm when I checked it yep. uh, last night. Five, six, seven in the Ken Palm, and then in the net, Alabama is five, Tennessee is six, and Auburn is eight. So they're all kind of grouped together. Scott's showing yep. you the Ken Palm, but in both rankings, the Ken Palm and the NCAA's net, Alabama, Auburn, and Tennessee groups, uh, group pretty closely together. Yeah, and I'll tell you what's going to be dangerous about Auburn is this bench. I mean, again, 36-8 over Ole Miss, and because of the depth, their ability to shoot free throws – um, and play at both ends of the court. That's what makes Auburn so dangerous. And I do think Janai Broom, although he has a bad first half, is a guy you can count on night in, night out for a double-double. Uh, I will tell you whose bench is also getting a little bit better, and that's Alabama. I was at that game. I'll tell you more about that. We'll hear from Nate Oates. Cut number five, if you'll get it ready for me, Tyler, after LT tells us about our friends at Redmond Vodka. Remember, Redmond, uh, the drink of choice for the upcoming uh, Swift Bowl, as we're calling it up here. Yeah, I made a reference that I went saw the Hawks this past week. State Farm Arena over in Atlanta. The official vodka of that arena is Redmont Vodka, locally owned and operated. If you're listening to us, it's available in 22 states. Ask for it by name if they don't have it. Tell them to get it. It's gluten-free. It's eight times distilled. Charles Barkley, one of the great faces behind it. Ask for it by name. It is Redmont Vodka. Okay, Mississippi State is an NCAA tournament team right now. Uh, They come into Tuscaloosa. They get manhandled, 99-67. Game was never really close from about 12 minutes first half on. Alabama, at first half, they dominated that contest, and they were so physical. Mo Diabate uh, is growing into a, a defensive physical menace. He plays so much bigger than his body. Jaron Stevenson had a good game. Both of them had 14, 14 and 9 for Diabate. Here's Nate Oates after the contest on how he felt about this effort from Alabama at home before they go to Auburn. 
We've uh, been asking our guys to come out and try to put 40 minutes uh, both sides of the ball together. That's been the closest we've come. We challenge our guys. I thought we were a little soft at Georgia with the rebounds, defense, the start to the game. I think they answered that pretty well for not shooting it great and really not getting the line. You know, we made a lot of other things go well. Some second chance points, some turning them over more than we've been turning people over. You know, we ended up with 27 points off turnovers. So I thought a lot of that was effort. We're getting our guys to play a little bit more aggressive on D, play harder, be more assertive. So I think they've, and this is a really compliant group. When, when we make points that we need to improve on, they've done a pretty good job improving on them. There was one moment I've never seen Nate as excited, um, and the whole bench, but there was a missed three-pointer from Ryland Griffin. They got the rebound, kicked it back out. out. Ryland missed the three. They fought and got the rebound, kicked it back out to him, and he drained the three. Uh, now that's one of three shooting threes in one possession. Yes. But they fought hard and got offensive rebounds each time against a very physical Mississippi State team. And then that led into a timeout, and he's pumping fist, and the whole bench is going crazy. Uh, that team's growing into their defensive personality. They're starting to find themselves. Yeah, that was complete destruction of Mississippi State. That's a pretty good team, too. I think um, so, too. You know, you, you talked about Griffin there, and Griffin's a guy, a younger player that came into his own the last couple of weeks. The Abate, uh, Jaron Stevenson had a great game. If those freshmen start to show up, mm-hmm. watch out. And again, you know, I mentioned this. Auburn looks like one of these final four teams in the second half. Alabama looked like that for 40 minutes. I mean, you heard Nate just say, best 40 minutes we've played the entire year. It was so much destruction, I turned it off midway or a little bit before midway through the second half and put on a movie. Yeah, you you knew that game was over yeah. pretty much at halftime. I mean, that thing was over at the half. Um and, you know, since they've moved Grant Nelson down inside, I think they have kind of – I'm not going to say they've replaced Bediaco just yet, but I think they got enough bodies they could throw at people, right? That, you know, it, there, there's not going to be the foul trouble situation if you run into another, you know, another big guy. I mean, Tulu Smith is a big – is a good big guy, right? That's right. I mean, they were just able to throw a bunch of bodies at him, and you're not going to get in the foul trouble that they got into, like when they played Edie against Purdue – some of those early games this year where they they were really good until they got thin inside, they just got a bunch of bodies they can run at people now. Well, you yeah. mentioned Smith, and that's a pretty good sign that you can win this game by 32 and still give up 23 to him. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, you're trading. I mean, that's Alabama's style against those big guys, right, is I'll trade threes for twos all night. Yeah. You know, I'm going to hit 15 threes, which Alabama did. I'll let Tulu Smith score 25 if I can hit 15 threes. I will make that trade every single game if I'm Alabama. Nick Pringle back with the team, did not dress as he's suspended, but he is at least back with the team for the time being as that elbow flow between him and the coaching staff continues. Sort of the second time this year he's been in the doghouse. I don't know if he'll get a third chance, but he uh, was in street clothes on the bench and uh, was trying to lead the cheers every time there was a timeout, trying to get back in good graces with the coaching staff. With Pringle's length, he could still be a huge factor for this team. I think I would try to get it straight up on Pringle. Yeah, again, that's another body on the inside that you can just throw at people, and you've started to find an answer for not having the shot eraser and Betty Ako on the inside there. And... He's not Brandon Miller level, but the way Mark Sears is playing, you got a guy that when things go bad, you can get it in his hands and he can find a way to create points. Dane, which which is what which is what they did with Brandon Miller all year last year. Anytime 
the game ever got in question, the ball would end up in Brandon Miller's hands. That's exactly and I, right. And I think Sears is that guy right now, the way he's playing. Uh, Dane Bradshaw joins the show. He was on the call. He'll be with us at 11 o'clock to start hour number three. Gary Parrish, national writer, always ranking his top 25 plus one. He'll join us at 11.45 to end the show today. We'll talk basketball in that final hour. Before then, college football and everything else going on in sports uh, on the way to that final hour. You can be part of the show as always, 205-734-0923, 205-734-0923, or the fastest way onto the show in the chat room over there, Brownie. You were in Tuscaloosa. I did not see any reaction on this, but... Um, the Kai Spears kid that was involved in that lawsuit came in and hit a three. Yes, he did. Camera cuts to Jans, and he kind of looked perturbed. Uh, and he and he and Nate Oates had a very quick handshake. Did he say anything post game? He did, did you, not. He okay. did not. He. I was in his news conference. He did not say anything. Um, but you got a kid off the bench yeah. that never plays. I mean, you can't get pissed at him shooting a three. I think he was more upset with just the way his team played. Yeah, the whole game. yeah it was I mean, I don't it's know so you, out of yeah. whack by that point. I mean, I think everybody had zoned out when these guys come off the bench. Yeah. And, you I know, mean, it's not like football. When those bench guys come in, you expect them to be chunking yeah. three. He, he looked, it looked like from the way on TV, he just kind of looked at Oates and did the old laugh like, oh my God, you're still shooting threes up this much. It, it looked like he was a little upset. I mean, it's just Alabama's offense. Well, I just yeah. think it was a kick in the balls when a 150-pound white kid well, comes off the bench. And, <laughs> it should be. Yeah. yeah, you should be pissed at yourself that you let him get the shot off. So I didn't know if Jan said anything. Not that, not in the news conference okay. I was in. I don't All know right. if he said something to their beat writers. Yeah, and, and Jan has been a defensive wizard, but giving up 99. Yeah, it's, 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 it's got yeah, to hurt. hurt. Yeah. Hey, uh, go check out LT's interview. I think Facebook is it on our YouTube channel as well with Mick Foley. Uh, first off, I walked out of the room. I did not know that was Mick Foley walking in. I walked out. I figured I was going to stretch my legs before Mick Foley actually walked in for the interview. And then as I stepped outside, Kelsey came and said, are you going to watch the interview? And I said, well, when's Mick Foley going to be here? It was Mick Foley that walked in. That was Mick Foley that walked in. So you I really mean, had no clue who Mick Foley was. I did not. Time, and yeah. nor did I, you know, I, he did not look like he was still – I guess he's not still a wrestler. He's he long retired. He did not look like he was ever an athlete. I was trying to explain to somebody in the Middle Ages what was life expectancy, like 37, 38 years old. I think for wrestlers a little bit older, like 50. He's 58, seems more like he's 80. Uh, he's gained 75, 80 pounds, does not care what he looks like. He's limping around. That guy's got to be in constant pain. But a super nice guy. Yeah, yeah missing his front teeth, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, just no teeth. He, he limps around. His body is broken down. Told yeah. us a story about how he pulled uh, one of his teeth out with pliers. Oh, yeah. okay. uh, don't give away the interview. Uh, she just tweeted it out. Go watch the interview. And 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 I wasn't just you know high on a, a twenty dollar daiquiri that I got down at the World of Wills. It was one of the best interviews I'd ever seen Lance do. Uh, it was really. I mean, he's so good at interviews. And that one, I knew nothing about Mick Foley. Um, and I watched the inter- watched him do the interview live, and I thought to myself. Man, that was entertaining. I mean, I was on yeah. the edge of my seat the entire time on the answers it, this guy was giving. It was funny. I was walking out, and Dunaway was like, man, that is that was an incredible interview. I thought he was being a smartass. I, I, can, I, really I cannot did. give compliments. No. I cannot really give can't. compliments. No, I mean, I look, and I appreciate that, but I just thought there was something. I was like, oh, he's about to, uh, he's about to drop something on me. It, uh, I, I, nothing but a compliment. I mean, I even I, I I led the clapping at the end. The first guy to clap was me. I was like, "Wow, how about that?" I mean, how many people else were in there? Oh, not many. Fifteen. Oh. oh, so it was like a VIP was, type yeah, deal. Was, yeah. So you were a little, little confused on how we were going to do it. We thought when he got to the stage where they kind of have the cattle call of people <coughs> just uh, signing eight by tens, walking out, that we would come on stage. 
introduce him and then do a quick Q&A, but they said the best way to do it would be go to the meet and greet, let people meet him, and then we'll have a little bit of a window and you can sit down and do a one-on-one. Okay. Yeah, so no, that's what we do. Yeah, it's Only good about interview. 10 minutes, right? Yeah, it's 11. Yeah. I think 11 and a half is the yeah. runtime. So it's an easy watch, yeah. but uh, you just see how genuine this guy was. Yeah. Big fan of McFoley now. And did you see, uh, I mean, that was pretty big wrestling news. Did you see what happened next door later that night? The Rock showing up? The Rock return. How about The Rock being in Birmingham? Well, we talk a little Rock, and, and yeah. I, when I sat down with Nick, he said, he wasn't sure we were going to do the interview. He was like, I don't know if I'm going to do this. And I'm like, what's up? And he was like, I really don't want to talk about the controversy. And I'm like, oh, he's talking about Vince McMahon. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm just going to pepper you with Vince McMahon. I was like, I'm kidding. I'm not going to say a word about it. Yeah, he's like, okay, I mean, we're good. It's not yeah. Mick Foley's fault. Yeah. Vince McMahon's a total creep. I would say that uh, The Rock being here also a little tied to the UFL. There's no doubt about yeah. that. But it, I mean, it made national news and it was right here in Birmingham. And I don't yeah. know if you've seen the unveil, it's pretty cool. Like, uh, I don't know the whole storyline. I don't know the backstories or any of it. But when they, I know Lunsford's here. Lunsford, can you give me the backstory of why this was such a big deal? Okay. Lunsford's got his headphones in. Go ahead, man. On why the Rock coming back was a big yeah. deal? Well, no, why, like, was that Roman Reigns? Yes. So Roman Reigns has been the champion for, like, I want to say almost four years now. And it's been, to me, it's been very boring to watch. And it seems like they wanted to do Cody Rhodes, Dusty Rhodes' kid, who's come back. They want to do him versus Roman, but then CM Punk got hurt, so they moved him to fight Seth Rollins for one belt, and now The Rock is going to fight Roman Reigns. Oh, okay. Uh, There you go. uh, But when they drop the start of The Rock's music, Legacy Arena comes unglued, Wait, so did nobody... I saw that, but did nobody know The Rock was in town? I don't know. Uh, Somebody tweeted out a picture of him at a gym. I don't remember who it was. Some news person. I don't remember who it was. Tim showed it to me, but like, it doesn't look like him because when you see him kind of in a blurry picture, he's not quite The Rock of old. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's all we saw. So it's like, wow. he may be here. You never know. Of course, you got to build up WrestleMania. The Royal Rumble was last weekend, so you kind of have to start building that up this week. That's the biggest reason he was here. I honestly don't think it had anything to do with the UFL. Okay, so would you have said, if I go back a week, hey, better chance of The Rock actually walking out in Birmingham uh, on Friday night or Taylor Swift playing, uh, being a part of the collaboration of Halftime at Super Bowl? There's a 0% chance of her doing that, so The Rock. Okay. Yeah, Amped 280 is where he apparently worked out. How about that? That's where the picture was from. Thank you in the chat room. Uh, show being brought to you by johnsonrvcenter.com. Uh, on my feed all weekend long, I kept seeing new next round Johnson RV folks getting new RVs for the year. How about that? That's fantastic. We appreciate you supporting them. They are great people. They wrapped up an incredibly successful show in Decatur and Huntsville this weekend. So now they've turned their attention to the RV show in Coleman, on the lot there in Coleman, I-65, exit 304. That is coming up February 23rd through the 25th. Uh, They will be at the BJCC that weekend as well for the Coleman uh, lot show. And uh, we'll be live February 24th. So we're going to, that Saturday, we're going to have a live show from the RV at Johnston RV Center. Great uh, inventory of campers on site there. RV show prices, they are good all month. You can RSVP and get even more. JohnstonRVCenter.com slash TNR. You RSVP, get up to $1,000 in incentives. Johnston RV Center slash TNR. Uh, johnstonrvcenter.com slash TNR to RSVP. I-65, exit 304 in Coleman, 334 indicator, always online, johnstonrvcenter.com. Follow Rockstar on Twitter at RockstarBHM. 
Hey, Lance Taylor from the next round to tell you about one of our favorite places for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That is Hamburger Heaven since 1982. Hamburger Heaven has been serving Birmingham's best hamburgers, cheeseburgers, french fries, hand-spun milkshakes, and sandwiches made fresh to order. All of their ingredients are fresh and prepared daily. This includes their beef, always fresh, never frozen, hand-pattied each and every day. For breakfast, lunch, or dinner, visit any of the four locations, Highway 280, Irondale, Gardendale, and Homewood. The Double Down Media Podcast family is live and full of content for all ages. The Mystery Fifth Hour gives the next round host a chance to talk about everything but sports. Pour a glass of Bama and Bourbon, our weekly college football conversation, while sipping on some of the most interesting pours in the bourbon world. And in our Not For All Ages podcast, The Last Call, LT takes off the gloves for in-depth conversations with stars like Taylor Hicks, presented by Redmont Vodka. Find these podcasts and more by searching The Next Round on Apple, Spotify, and on our website, nextroundlive.com. If renting is putting a dent in your bank account, here's your sign from the universe that it's time to buy a new home. And who better to help you through the ins and outs of home buying than our friends at Mortgage Right? With Mortgage Right, you don't have to worry about becoming a short notice mortgage expert because they do all the heavy lifting for you. They're trusted mortgage professionals and they'll help you choose the right mortgage option and stand by your side every step of the way. Visit mortgageright.com/tnr to buy before renting runs you dry. That's mortgageright.com/tnr. NMLS two two three nine equal housing lender. Hey, Lance Taylor from the next round to tell you about our friends at Gutter Cap. Gutter Cap's that patented aluminum cover system that fits over most existing gutters to keep out debris and eliminate that gutter cleaning. It's back with a lifetime warranty, almost 20 year service record right here in Birmingham. Stay off that dangerous ladder forever. 45% off the retail price now if you call guttercapbirmingham.com. Call my good friend Chris Stewart now, 205 823 2212. Cap it, don't snap it, it's Gutter Cap. Legacy Credit Union has the ultimate game changer for your finances. With Engaged Checking, you can earn 3% APY on balances up to $15,000. You heard correctly, 3% APY. But it's not just about scoring with high yields. With Engaged Checking, you can get paid up to two days early. That means your paycheck, Social Security, tax refund, you name it, you get it early. So stop sitting on the sidelines and get in the game with Engaged Checking. Sign up today at LegacyCreditUnion.com or visit any nine Greater Birmingham Area branches. APY is annual percentage yield. Terms and conditions may apply. See Credit Union for details. Federally insured by the NCUA. The next round is so much more than the show you get from 9 to 1 each day. So make sure to head to our official YouTube channel at Next Round Live and subscribe to get all of our latest content. We, of course, have plenty of specialty content and shorts based all around the sports in the heart of the SEC. But we also talk pro sports, gambling, lifestyle and entertainment, and so much more. It's the Next Round YouTube channel where you never know what you're going to find next. Subscribe now to see the latest content and get notifications when we go live. That's at Next Round Live on YouTube. Basketball over the weekend was uh, so much fun. Um, we'll get to more on that. Your best and worst of the week here, weekend in just a second. But two things before you tell us about Hemphill, and we get to best and worst of the weekend. One, a lot of people wanting to know, now that you've seen the lead-up to the game, Auburn, Alabama, Neville Arena, Wednesday night, do you have an early point spread guess on that one? I will say Auburn will be a four-and-a-half point favorite. Four and a half point favorite. Tuscaloosa, Alabama was about three and a half. Is that right? Uh, I think Alabama went off at two and a half. Two and a half. Okay. Yeah. So so about four and a half Auburn. Mm -hmm. You guys laughed at my six and oh. Auburn's off to a two and oh start in that run. How'd you feel about that at halftime Saturday? (laughs) Did not feel good. (laughs) Did not feel great. Did Did not feel good. I had. I'd had a, a horrible day of golf, jumped in the shower, and I'm listening to it on the drive over to Tuscaloosa, listening to the first half of the Auburn game. 
And uh, I joked with you, I'm listening on my Sirius XM to the Ole Miss broadcast. Yeah. And it and not having it on television and just listening to the Ole Miss broadcast, I told Brown, I said, man, was it a physical first half or something? Because this guy was making it sound like they were about to cuff half the Auburn team and haul him off for attempted murder. <laughs> he shoved him in the back. That's got to be an intentional foul. And they went to a commercial where they're going to review it, timeout, we'll come back. And they come back and they don't even say what the review was. <laughs> they do a commercial, right? Yeah, I'm not sure yeah. they reviewed hey, it. don't forget down at Oxford Ford, they like, got fusions right now. What's going on with this broadcast here? <laughs> shoved him in the... Oh, it's a, it's, if there's ever an intentional foul, that's got to be a flagrant one. Hey, have I heard our friend Richard Cross do um, oh, he's play by the, play for SEC Network. Before. I don't know if you have. He's been doing it yeah. several years. Though. Okay, yeah, he's done some football games, uh, but a lot of basketball. Games. Our man, the shooter. Yeah, yeah. Richard and Pat. Uh, but uh, that's a journey. Dane, and Pat. <laughs> Dane was in uh, Tuscaloosa with uh, Drew Carter. Who used to work here. They did the the game the other night for Alabama. We'll talk to him coming up. The other thing I wanted to ask you guys: Did y'all watch uh, the first episode of the final year of Curb last night? Uh, Gaston over in the chat room was asking, did you watch Curb last night or you got it on hold? Yeah, so I ended up watching, I, I tried to make the decision, am I going True Detective or Curb? I could only w- watch one because I was getting back in town, so I went True Detective, but I'm going to watch Curb tonight. Yeah, Rocky, did you watch it? It's always going to be, I'm, I, I'm thinking about eight more months I'll be on time to watch this <laughs> yeah. stuff. i got about eight more months left. Well, I'm excited, I'm in the first season Ooh, you of got Curb Your Enthusiasm. Sorry. You might not make it. <laughs> I mean, you got to watch all the Bond films, too. I don't know how many episodes there are, but <laughs> it's a shit ton. Yeah. And they're long episodes, too. No, right? no, no, no. They're 30 minutes. Oh, it seems long. Minutes, yeah. yeah, they're yeah. easy watches, but I'm just saying it goes it goes, it goes, goes back to when, I mean, Larry David's 75 years old now. Yes, but he's checking out. Like, he doesn't plan on starting another franchise. No. This is this, 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 that's how he is. He's a curmudgeon. He doesn't want to be doing this, but uh, I can say that Curb has every season has been better than the last. Okay, because it's a slow start for me. I'm I'm getting into it and I like it. I don't love it, so I always you know take some months off between episodes. Wow, so I'm, I'm looking not, forward to getting into it. And so you loved Seinfeld, though, right? I did, but it, it <clears throat> of all the things, it has not stood up. I go back and watch Seinfeld. Oh yeah, like I was under the weather yesterday. Uh, my sign, my head's all clogged up, so I apologize for the hack <clears throat> occasionally on the air today, but. So I'm watching Seinfeld because I'm up at 6.30 in the morning. They had a marathon going on. So I'm watching a couple episodes, and none of that stands up anymore. And uh, so I'm not as big a Seinfeld fan as I Curb does. As I was. Curb holds. Yeah. I can't wait. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into it and watch it a couple of, you know, finally get to this final year, I guess, when I'm 75 or something, the way you timed that. Yeah, out. I'll say this about True Detective real quick, and I don't know if anybody in the chat would agree. But it, I like the little supernatural element. But last night's episode went. I mean, it's too far. It, it, well, it's in the horror genre now. It seems like. Oh yeah, we've yeah. crossed a line, have we? Yeah. I yeah. mean, I still like it, but boy, last night. Mm. Yeah. You you will you uh, will freak this, out. This will be it for me yeah. then. Uh, I may my, not. Even, I may not even watch it. I may start my curb <laughs> you tonight. Will freak out when an orange rolls out from under the bed. My whoa. Sounds interesting. Well, there's a little symbolism with this no, orange. No, no, I don't no. know if you've well, noticed Back to the that, Godfather? Yeah. The orange. No, 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 no. It's, well, you know, in The Godfather, yeah. the orange symbolizes upcoming death. Yeah. yeah, well, and you saw how Marlon Brando's character goes out. That right? is correct. Yeah, yeah. almost went orange early the buying oranges. Yeah, yeah, yeah but... Uh, yeah. I saw the orange last, last Yeah, episode, this yeah. this orange is a little bit worse. Oh, Yikes. Yikes. Worse Yikes. than death? 
Best best and worst of the weekend brought to you by our friends at Hemp Hill. They also bring you Lance's Lock, lanceslock.com for all the plays uh, throughout the week. Tell us about Hemp Hill, man. Uh, Hemp Hill, 205-229-2090. Make sure your unit is keeping up with the changing weather. Call Adam, Chad, Andrew, the guys at Hemp Hill Services, 205-229-2090 or hemphillservices.com. Uh, Brownie, if you can get me uh, some best and worst in the chat room over there, I will tell you that if you're in the state of California watching or listening to us, you know how rainy it is. But if you're not there, they had to move the clash at the Coliseum from Sunday night up to Saturday night because it was going to rain all day Sunday and into this week. And they canceled, Brown, the final round of Pebble Beach yesterday and today. Uh, they didn't postpone it. They just canceled it. So uh, Wyndham Clark, sounds like a hotel, uh, shot a 60 on Saturday, a course record at Pebble Beach, but that got him to the top of the leaderboard and ends up winning the tournament for him. Had a good look for a 59, by the way, the yeah. old magical number there, even though Jim Furyk has shot a 58. Still, that 59 is a magical number, but uh, good for him, though. He played, uh, he got hot on the right day. Little yeah. did he know it was going to get shortened to 54 holes at the time. Moving day, and I yeah. will tell you again, under the weather a little bit, so I tried to watch Live. Oh, I tried uh, to watch Mexico. that. Yeah, I tried there's, to watch there's nobody there. There's just no crowd. There's no crowd. Yeah. Uh, the the broadcast is horrible. Yeah, even though it's got like David Faraday and some other names you recognize. Yeah. Still I mean, bad. The, so this the, is not a stream anymore, right? No, no, no. It's, no, it's on, on the, the CW. CW. But yeah. the leaderboard is is jacked up, and it just it does not look like professional golf. Uh, and the course that they're playing, Brown. I mean, I, I play. I play at some. You know, I love the courses I play. Like I was at Bent Brook this past yeah. week, our friends at the Meadows, and, you know, the Robert and Jones courses, Ballantrae, all those courses. So I play a public course. But if I'm John, John Rahm and I'm hitting a shot and I'm having to putt on a sandy green, it just seems beneath you. They're down in Mexico off a beach and they're putting on a green that looks like. Like he paid thirty five dollars for eighteen holes. Yeah, but if you're getting paid uh, three million dollars per event to put on that green, do not care. There was nothing that looked professional about that whole thing. Yeah, it's a lot of people just taking money, Jim. Yeah, um, they're all they're all in shorts. Yeah, well, <laughs> just, that doesn't bother me. I've never understood the whole pants thing. Yeah, well, I mean, just it just didn't look professional. Yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of best uh, on the rock. A lot of people were down at the uh, at the raw Friday night, and a lot of best uh, of the rock making his appearance. Um, uh, one best, I was going to give Lance a compliment, um, but I can't find it now. One best was your interview with uh, mankind, Mick Foley. They like that. I appreciate that. Yeah, uh, you're welcome. Um, Troy's best. Auburn shut up that petulant child Kiffin. Also, Broom almost killed Morgan Freeman. That was actually a pretty cool deal yeah, there. Yeah, it really was. I had no idea it was Morgan Freeman until after the timeout. Yeah, I know he's you know from yeah. Mississippi and spends time there. I didn't realize that he went to basketball games. I, I saw him at the Mississippi State Ole Miss game. Um, there's a, uh, there's a, there's a great photo. If, I, if yeah. I'm Janai Broom, I want that one. Yeah. I, might, I, might, I might put that one up. So if you weren't watching, Broom goes into the front row. And Morgan Freeman kind of reaches out and grabs, you know, just kind of holds him up. Keep from falling on him. Keep from falling on him. And then grabs his jersey. I really don't know why Morgan Freeman grabs his jersey, but Broom is walking away and he feels his jersey tug and he reaches around and slaps the hand, which I think would be a normal reaction on the road. And then as he turns around and slaps the hand, he realizes it's Morgan Freeman's hand he just slapped. And you could tell Janai Broom immediately is mortified. God? (laughs) Then he goes to the timeout huddle, comes back after the timeout, sprints across the floor, and apologizes again. It was a really nice moment there. And uh, pretty cool to see Morgan Freeman. I've got Morgan Freeman coming up 
in four downs. A that. listener submitted four downs. Well, that's pretty cool. Oh, wow. Morgan Freeman, though, I mean, even with all his fame and all of that, still lives. I don't know that he lives full-time in Mississippi. He still has a very large house there and still supports Ole Miss. Uh, so I'll give Morgan Freeman credit. He's not one of those that just shows up at Ole Miss when they're any good. He's He has long supported the reps. Yeah. Uh, best of the weekend, watching Kentucky get slapped around at Rupp. That from Andy. Which yeah, K- Kentucky got beat by Tennessee in that game, 103-92 at Rupp. And John Calipari afterwards did not meet all of his media obligations, according to Matt Jones, Kentucky Sports Radio. Bush League. Uh, he did his post-game interviews, but there you see Matt. It's really lame not to do the post-game radio interview after this loss. It just is, says Matt Jones. Well, there. look, and I'm, you know, Matt Jones is Matt Jones, but the, the fact of the matter is Kentucky wins that game. He's doing the interview. There's zero doubt. So how petty is that for a guy that has won a national championship? Yep. He, um, you know, look, he's got that really good parachute deal with them. So if they decide to buy him out, John Calipari set for life. And Brody it, says he's done. I don't see year. it. You don't? Why not? I, I mean, I just don't see them pushing him out. I wonder if... And by the way, we don't know how this season... You know, Reed Shepard's only been in the starting lineup two games now. Tennessee, you can make an argument, it's the best team in college basketball. Well, I, I got asked that um, Saturday night leaving Coleman Coliseum after the game. Somebody asked me, who do you think is your national champion? And I said, I'm going to surprise you with this answer. And uh, I said, if anybody from the SEC wins it, for some reason I think it would be Tennessee. It is hard to trust Rick Barnes in the NCAA tournament. It, it is. He the sent only me... To uh, the Midwest yep. on uh, the, yep. uh, the the trip two yep. years ago when I lost the bracket challenge because I had Tennessee. They, they were such a good team two years ago. I think they're even better this year. Yeah, though. I do too. His, his postseason history is just not great. I mean, and, and Rick Barnes is a tremendous basketball coach, one of the best regular season coaches we've ever seen. But you go back and look, they have a history of early exits under him. Not just Tennessee. It goes yeah. back to his Texas days as well. Not as bad as Purdue, but... No, but still, he just... He, he's. Uh, I struggled to trust him in the postseason, unfortunately. More best and worst of the weekend as we continue on. Brought to you by our friends at Hemp Hill. Uh, 205-229-2090. Trust the name. Birmingham is trusted since 1954. For all of your plumbing, heating, and cooling needs, call Adam, Chad, Andrew, the guys there. Hard to stop a train. 205-229-2090 or HempHillServices.com. Uh, Mark Hell's best and worst of the weekend. Give me two seconds. I'll get right back to that. I clicked off the page for one second. Mark Hell, best of the weekend. Carolina handling business against Duke. I tell you what, that rivalry because the coaching changes has lost a lot for me. That used to be much wa- must watch TV for me, and I just I barely paid attention to it. Ninety three eighty four winner for North Carolina at home. Armando Baycott, um, I don't, it's hard to believe this team missed the tournament last year. I'm right about that, right? UNC oh, missed yeah. the tournament. And, and, and Baycott was such a factor two yeah. years ago when they played for the national championship. Yep. But now he says the ACC runs through not Chapel Hill or North Carolina, through Baycott. Yeah, through Baycott. <laughs> you like that? Uh, I don't know. I told you guys I grew up a huge North Carolina basketball fan. I'm indifferent now. Um, I'm kind of with you. Um now with the coaching changes, it's just not the same from Shashevsky and Dean Smith to Shashevsky and Roy Williams. It's just a little different now. Well, it also felt like it was it just had national championship implications back in the day. You know what I'm saying? And it just it doesn't feel the same way anymore. I agree with uh, Nicholas. It's a better game when it's a week night than on a Saturday afternoon. And it's a better game at Cameron Indoor. It's one it of those. Is. It's just a it's it's got a better feel. The Dean Dome is so big. Yeah. You just—it's a lot like the Iron Bowl, Brian Denny Stadium. It's good, yeah. 
It's great when it's at Jordan Hare. Well, and part of the and part of that too is it's a better game at Jordan Hare. Bryant Denny Iron Bowls are generally blowouts. Uh, his other best is Ohio State landing the um, commitment from yeah. Parker High School's Naeem Offord. Let's save that for the yeah. next segment. Then we'll get into that uh, the big college football news because that is big. What Ohio State is doing. Other big basketball games this weekend: Kansas uh, beats Houston at home, and then Purdue on the road got Wisconsin. Uh, that was the, those were the four top ten matchups uh, this past weekend. Denny Hamlin, by the way, won the clash at the Coliseum. Thank you for your best and worst of the weekend. Keep rolling in. UAB, some of y'all's worst of the weekend, blew a 12-point lead in the final ten minutes, lost at SMU uh, over the weekend. It is Super Bowl week. It is Auburn hosting Alabama week in basketball. But when we come back, we hit the big stories in college football. The show being brought to you by our friends at Urology Centers of Alabama. Hey, all the time we talk to you about your health and how important early detection can be. That's why UCA, Urology Centers of Alabama, has over 35 urologists in 16 locations throughout the state of Alabama treating all your urological needs from prostate health all the way down to kidney stones and everything in between. Get the details you need to know and to make an appointment at urologycentersofalabama.com, urologycentersofalabama.com. The show also being brought to you by the great folks at Bud Light. Easy to drink, easy to enjoy back in a moment right here on tnr follow scott forrester on twitter at scott forrester tv what are you waiting for it's non-stop gaming action at birmingham racecourse casino come play more than 900 of the latest and greatest games around featuring fun bonuses and big jackpots you can wager and win on horse and greyhound races from all over the world there are more ways to win at birmingham racecourse casino Birmingham Racecourse Casino, located off I-459, exit 31, Derby Parkway. Must be 21 or older. Man, I love a good meal. I'm Jim Dunaway. A good meal is what you get with my friend Sterling at Champy's Chicken on Highway 119 in Alabaster. We're talking great southern fried chicken, wonderful sides, hand-cut chicken fingers, poor boys, and those Mississippi Delta recipe tamales. You've got a perfect menu for everybody. Champy's Chicken is perfect for watching the big game or taking a meal to the lake house, down to the coast, or stay in the restaurant and dine in in a great atmosphere. It's all made fresh to order right there on 119 in Alabaster, Champy's Chicken. Hey, Ryan Brown here from the next round. Do you want to help pay for my kid's college and look great while you're doing it? You need to go to the next round store. Everything from hats to short sleeve and long sleeve t-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, zip-up hoodies, and much more. And we're adding new things all the time. Why would you not want to see my kids get a great college education and look great out in the public while you're doing it? Get the gear we wear all the time on the show, and there's only one place to get it. Nextround.store. That's nextround.store. Hey, Lance Taylor from the next round to tell you about our friends at Gutter Cap. Gutter Cap's that patented aluminum cover system that fits over most existing gutters to keep out debris and eliminate that gutter cleaning. It's back with a lifetime warranty, almost 20-year service record right here in Birmingham. Stay off that dangerous ladder forever. 45% off the retail price now if you call. GutterCapBirmingham.com. Call my good friend Chris Stewart now, 205-823-2212. Cap it, don't snap it, it's Gutter Cap. Are you ready for a winning season in your finances? Legacy Credit Union is bringing you a slam dunk deal on their credit cards. Apply for their balance transfer and pay zero balance transfer fees. 
That's right. There is no balance transfer fees, and they're offering a jaw-dropping 2.99% APR for the first six months. Whether you're looking to clear the court of those holiday expenses or just wanting to streamline your finances, apply online today, LegacyCreditUnion.com. Annual percentage rate, terms, and conditions may apply. See Credit Union for details. Federally insured by the NCUA. Make sure to start your day at nextroundlive.com. Get caught up on the latest podcasts and videos from the live daily show, plus specialty shows such as the Mystery Fifth Hour. You can also learn more about the whole staff at Double Down Media, find all of our social media feeds, see the latest videos from our YouTube channel and gaming channel, plus find other ways to consume the show like the Next Round mobile app, which you can download direct from the site via your iOS and Android device. Make nextroundlive.com your homepage and stay up to date with everything from us here at the Next Round. Hey, on that run-in with Morgan Freeman, here's Janai Broom after the contest when Auburn beat Ole Miss when he uh, realized what had gone on on the sidelines. Janai, this is a silly one. I've got to know just kind of the Morgan Freeman thing. Uh, you know, when did you kind of notice that was him? What did you tell him? Nah, uh, I just threw the ball to bounds. I thought it was an Ole Miss fan, like, just grabbing my jersey, like, hold on to me. And I kind of just, like, got a handoff, but I saw who it was. And, like, you know, I'm a big movie guy. I probably watched one of these movies on a plane coming here. Um, but I realized it was him. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm a big fan. I'm sorry. And he just said, uh, just, keep, just, just keep playing. And, you know, I came back out of there again. And I was like, I'm sorry again. You know, he's like, you're all good. Just keep playing. Um, you know, very good guy. Um, love him. Yeah, that's on Morgan Freeman there, if you missed that earlier. Uh, grabbed the back of the jersey, slapped the ham. Didn't, didn't, didn't seem like he was uh, uh, <laughs> into a long time. Just keep playing. Just, Just keep, keep playing, playing, man. I don't so really. maybe he was being all Ole Miss, trying to hold him from running down the field. <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> if I, and I do have Morgan Freeman coming up to four downs, but if I ask you guys, what is your favorite Morgan Freeman non-Shawshank movie? Yeah, because I was asked that last night on The Zones. One of Spiegel's questions was, best role for Morgan Freeman and Segrist, and I both said Red and Shawshank. I, and that would probably be your most popular answer, right? Red and yeah, Shawshank. I'm, yeah, but I'm saying you got to take that away because yeah, everybody um, goes back to that one. I like his roles in the Marvel movies. Uh, Lucius Fox in the uh, Batman movie? Yeah, DC. Yeah. No, I said that almost like a question mark, just uh, seeing Marvel if I got that right. Question mark? So Which, I, was, I was looking at Lunsford to see if I was right about that. But he does play Lucius Fox in a couple of those. Am I right about that? You know, Batman's. Yeah, he's good at that. Uh, yeah, Batman. I would go Seven as one of my favorite movies of yeah. all time. Oh, yeah, Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Driving Miss Daisy, he was great. I, I, I don't it. know that the... Glory, he was really good. Fantastic and have you guys Glory. ever seen Gone Baby Gone? Yep. Yeah, good in that. Um, I liked him as Alex Cross in those movies. Some of those are just kind of, you know, I mean, it's just your thriller movie. I don't know that it's going to win any Academy Awards, but I thought he played a really good role in those. And one of the producers over at 3340 mentioned uh, his role as God in Evan Almighty. Is it Evan Almighty? Bruce Almighty. Bruce Almighty. Yeah, I like that too. He plays God in Bruce Almighty. I mean, I could see you get to the pearly gates and a Morgan Freeman-like character is there. You don't think God looks like Kenny Loggins? That's, um, you don't think no, that was Jesus. I'm sorry, Jesus. In all the drawings when I was growing up, Jesus looked like Kenny Loggins. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you had a combo of Morgan Freeman and Kenny Loggins, yeah. I'd be like, oh, that's yeah, what I've seen for a long time. I mean, I thought that growing up, but now that I'm adult, I'm like, yeah, doubt, doubt Jesus looked a whole lot like Kenny Loggins. Yeah, or Sam Hartman. Or Sam Hartman. Yeah, no all. way, Sam Hartman needed Jesus on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all do, Lance. We all, we do. all need a little Jesus in us. Hey, our friends at uh, Storm Restoration Roofing, Greg from Pell City, he will walk on your roof up there. There and uh, find out if you got anything wrong up there. He'll get on that roof and give you a free no-cost roof inspection. 
no obligation. He just gets up there and checks it out for you. And then after that, if you want to do business with Greg, that's up to you. I promise you, once you meet Greg and find out what he's all about, there's a good chance he'll be taking care of your roof for the rest of your roof's life. 205-542-3531. 205-542-3531. Or you can look him up on Facebook, Greg from Pell City on Facebook. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. Insurance companies trust him. He'll fight for you. He's done the so many jobs for our viewers uh, you can just ask in the chat room if you want to. Hey, what do you guys know about Greg from Pell City? And they will give him five stars over in the chat room there. 205-542-3531 or Greg from Pell City on Facebook. It is Storm Restoration Roofing. Football news. Steve Belichick is in college now. He leaves the New England Patriots, of course, as his dad retires looking for a job. Steve Belichick is now Washington's defensive coordinator that's where he's going to be uh working now and he's got that um looks nothing like his dad's got that long mullet. hair yeah he mullet. looks like a cage fighter kind of just from neck up he was um supposedly calling the defensive signals he's one it's one of those deals where bill belichick's always going to get credit for the defense but supposedly steve belichick the last few years has been calling the defensive signals and if you watch new england the defense is the only thing that kept them in games their offense has been awful if you put a sleeveless shirt on him and threw him in the pool in la Vila with some oakley blades yep. nobody yeah. would know Mm-mm. yeah I mean, he doesn't look like he'd be the kind of guy you'd want to hang out with just booked by cover though. does or does not does not now he looks like he'd be an angry drunk would you guys give me that? I wonder if he's got his old man's personality, though. You know, do you think he's got a better personality? You mean no personality? Yeah, I was about to say uh, some zero true. personality. Yeah. Uh, did you see the update on that story too with Steve Belichick? That apparently Vinny Ciceri, the former Alabama player, is following him to Washington to be the defensive backs coach. Oh, that's fantastic think, for Vinny. Yeah, I think Vinny has been like a quality control guy for New England. This I think is his going to be his first actual. Like on field, on staff coaching assignments. It'll be interesting to watch. Really good because you always question about recruiting there. And then what Brown and one of our listeners had brought up before, what Ohio State is doing in recruiting, they've now got six of the top 85 recruits already verbally committed to them for the 2025 class. That includes the number two and now number one cornerback in this class. That's the number one cornerback. That is uh, Naheem uh, Offered from right here at Parker High School, who picked Ohio State over the weekend, right in Birmingham. Ryan Day comes down and steals the nation's number one quarterback. Number five overall, number one corner in this class. So, Sorry, Lance, but I don't know if you guys remember when we brought him up Friday and we showed all the offers he had behind him, and I mentioned that I've got a friend that is on that staff, my guy Miles McKee, and Miles had mentioned to me at a lunch how heavily Ryan Day had recruited this kid. Now, he never told me that he thought he was leaning, but he was just like, man, Ryan Day is, is this guy. Is that? And I, I even said, you know, I saw a photo of Ryan Day at a basketball game in Alabama. Was that the game? And obviously, Ryan Day did a heck of a job recruiting this kid. Well, more importantly, his uh, D- DB coach, Tim Walton, did. Tim Walton, who is from Columbus, Georgia, uh, he was the DB coach for Nick Saban during LSU's national championship year and was so successful at LSU – as a DB coach, he's spent the rest of his career coaching DBs in the NFL. And now he's back in college at Ohio State and is known to be a great recruiter. If you were wondering who has the deepest pockets when it comes to the collective, it might be Ohio State. When you saw what they were able to do in the portal this offseason and what they're doing in recruiting, look, they've always recruited at a high level. 
But, you know, the word was they had $14 million in the coffer for NIL and transfer portal. Hey, buddy, they uh, the chips are all in at the middle of the table for Ohio State right now. Well, Nicholas says if Day doesn't win a natty, he'll be fired. I agree completely. Maybe not this year, but he better win one in the near future, Lance. You cannot spend that kind of money and not get a national championship. I, I out of get it. that, but as long as he is in the college football playoff, it's kind of hard to fire a guy like that, and I find it hard to believe he's not. Now, if he misses a 12-team playoff – yeah, he's probably out, but as long as he gets in the playoffs, I don't know how you fire him. Oh, I think they would. I do, feel, do you think so, Donaway? I don't I, I don't see that. I do. I, I mean the twelve team playoff for a lot of teams is going to be the the expectation. It is it, that's it just is, meeting expectations. That's gonna you know, that's gonna be good for some teams, but Ohio State's used to being in the fourteen playoff. Yeah. So if you're just in the twelve, you've done nothing for me there. Yeah, I, I if I'm power boosters at Ohio State, we cannot spend this kind of money and not win a national championship. And Ohio State just won one, which is why they're all in on Michigan. spending this money. I mean, Michigan yeah. just won one, yeah. which is why they're all in on on doing this for Ohio State. They've got they're always they've always got money. Now they've put in this extra money for the collective. Yeah, look, and it's we're coming up on a decade. The last time they won a national championship, I mean, I, I'm going to be surprised if they're not one of three or four teams that is playing for the national championship. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I will. Honestly, I'll be surprised if they don't win one over the next couple of years. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean this could be the year. I mean, I, yeah. I like them right now. If you ask me who's going to win the national championship, I would say Ohio State. Yeah. yeah. They, they, by the way, um, they've got a good team this year. I mean, this recruiting class coming in is still freshman in 2025. This class, the portal they got in and the class they have coming in, pretty good little football team on paper this year at Ohio State. I don't think it'll be good enough to get them past Georgia to be the preseason be close. one. It'll be one and two, though, for but sure. It'll be one and two, yeah. and I still think it'll be Georgia and Ohio State because of the quarterback. Quarterback Carson Beck at Georgia, I think, will keep them ahead of Ohio State. But if Carson Beck was wearing the Garnet and Gold, uh, what is it? Um, Scarlet. Scarlet and Gray. Yeah. Uh, I would say Ohio State would be over. I, I think I probably would too. Um, I'll They'll be the favorite to win the Big Ten. I think it'll be them in Oregon to win the Big Ten. And that's the other thing is they're spending all of this money when a lot of people, and this is no reflection on Sharon Moore, but a lot of people think Michigan is going to take a step back. They thought that with Jim Harbaugh, just right. with all of the, the players that they were going to lose. But now you've also lost Harbaugh. So this feels like the time to strike if you're Ohio yeah, State. I mean, both for Sharon Moore and Caleb DeBoer, I mean, the expectations are going to be tough. Oh, yeah, absolutely. More I mean, so at Alabama than at Michigan because, as Brown said, Michigan was already expecting that that, that, was, that was their one moment in time. By the way, Oregon did improve this year's roster by picking up one of the great five-star receivers that is still out there in Gatlin Bear. They picked him up over the weekend. He is going to Oregon. Uh, NC, did I miss the Ryan Grubb update? Uh, not for me. Anybody heard anything yeah, else on Ryan Grubb? Yeah, over the weekend I heard uh, it seems like Ryan Grubb is safely secure in Tuscaloosa. Now, for whatever that means, good source, but I guess uh, no news is good news if you're an Alabama fan. Yeah, that, that story has got some shelf life now. He uh, has been out recruiting, as we mentioned last week, for Alabama. They, he did not stop that. I uh, believe he was with Kalen DeBoer at the Senior Bowl as well. So he's making appearances with Kalen DeBoer. So he has continued uh, business as usual. And I think if you're an Alabama fan, that's obviously a tremendous sign that it's far from a done deal or he'd be in Seattle right now for a done deal. I think I'd be already up in Seattle and you know back in the NFL game. Now keep in mind that um, the Seahawks haven't announced an OC yet. That's right. As far as I'm concerned. Technically, Alabama hasn't either. Yeah, technically, Alabama hasn't either. And if I'm right about this coaching staff, um, Wednesday night, 
after signing day. Wednesday night will be the first time Kalen DeBoer gets to go back to his house in Seattle for the first time since he took this job. So what day did he take the job? I can't remember, but I, it's been so long that I have forgotten now. So it's going to be about a month. Um, three weeks to a month. He packed an overnight bag when he left Seattle to come and be introduced in Tuscaloosa. He has not been back and has been buying things and uh, <laughs> off pulling, the rack. pulling things off the rack. How much fun. I've always said that's the way to – you know somebody is rich when you see them just with one uh, – I've never sat in first class. I know Brown has. But when you see somebody with one carry-on bag, because yep. you buy your stuff once you get there. Just buy your stuff. Uh, so uh, this new coaching staff settling in in Tuscaloosa, and we'll see where Ryan Grubb ends up. Um, Zach says, Grubb knows Bama is burning and is leaving. Uh, might not fill the team this year. Run the graphic, Scott. <laughs> A little sarcasm for you there, Hey, but Scott. if you are, um, if you're, if you're Kayla DeBoer, why even go back? Well, well I mean, his, fa- his family's there. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think he's seen his family a whole lot. <laughs> Nicole, Alexis, Alexis, and Avery are still hey, back that, there finishing that, up high school. That jet comes. Uh, yeah, it it comes east. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I would imagine. I'd imagine that wife is up there saying, "Hey, I'm going to throw all this stuff away unless you come back and box it up." That's where you call the wife and say, "Okay, just get two pair of jeans, those other two pair of shoes, <laughs> pair of khakis, yeah. and that's going to do it. All that Washington stuff, take it to take it to vapor." All right, top of the hour here, uh, brought to you. By by our friends at Precision Sports. We'll jump into a couple of uh, big item college football stuff that are huge stories that we've got to get some thoughts in on when we come back. That includes what we announced at the end of the show on Friday, the SEC and the Big Ten sort of pushing forward an agenda to get together and sort of lay the groundwork for the future of college athletics. We'll talk about that coming up. The show brought to you by Precision Sports Medicine and Orthopedic. They can be your provider to get your life back on track. What am I talking about here? Well, anything in life, whether it's at work or play, when you tweak something, a knee, a back, a shoulder, this is the place you call. This is the place you go. Precision Sports Medicine and Orthopedics. The phone number is 205-512-3885, 512-3885, or go to precisionsportsortho.com slash 2024. Anything, got back problems, hip problems, Tweaked a knee, an ankle, a shoulder. you got to get back to work eventually or back to play. They can do that for you. Precision Sports Medicine and Orthopedics. Find your provider today, 205-512-3885 or precisionsportsortho.com slash 2024. Unlocked with Fox Sports, Brock Heward, and Lance Taylor. Weekly at Disrupt the Media on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.